Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I am very excited to have Dr. Eric Zielinski with us. Dr. Zielinski is the author of the best-selling primer on using essential oils for general health, The Healing Power of Essential Oils, which is in eight languages worldwide. Together, he and Sabrina Ann Zielinski run the top health website devoted to brand-neutral essential oil education natural living family with more than 4 million users every year. In the essential oils apothecary, soothing remedies for anxiety, pain, high blood sugar, hypertension, and other chronic conditions. They bring their masterful and authoritative knowledge to the complexities of chronic illness. Welcome, Dr. Zielinski. So glad to have you. Well, thank you for having me. This is really my, my, my pleasure for so many reasons, and I just can't wait to share what we're going to share with your audience. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start from the top. Give us the background on what essential oils are and how they became so much a part of modern life. Oh, well, let me tell you. It's, essential oils were a part of my life until later in my healing journey. And for many people, it's a matter of what are we going to do when we need something to fill up our medicine cabinet and we're thinking twice about maybe a medication. And so that's where I want to preface this. When the Bible says in the book of Revelation that the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations, that is exactly what the essential oil is. See, the essential oil is volatile organic compounds. That's what they're technically known as. They're bioactive compounds. Volatile meaning they readily evaporate at room temperature. Organic meaning they're carbon-based. And compounds meaning they're many, many chemicals. So when you're picking up, let's say, you're looking at a bottle of lavender, you're holding roughly 150 to 200 different plant-based chemicals in the lavender. But when you extract out, let's say, linalool or lineal acetate, which is known for that parasympathetic rest and digest stimulating effect or put someone into a very calming, relaxing state, drug manufacturers isolate those chemicals and make drugs out of them. So that's where I want to paint the picture here is because scientists and chemists are brilliant, but it's not like a pharmacist who wakes up in the middle of the night with a dream, with a vision, thinking, well, if I combine these hydrogens and carbons and oxygens together and create a drug. No, they base the drug chemical structure off of what they see in plants. And the perfect example is willow. For centuries, our ancestors have used willow because of the analgesic property. There's a chemical in willow bark known as salicylin. So it's in the salicylate family. So when you chemically manufacture methyl salicylate and the chemical in that salicylate family, you mass produce it, put a shiny white coating on it, you sell it as aspirin. That's exactly where aspirin came from. We see the same thing for blood pressure meds, heart disease meds, cancer medication, and virtually everything that's at your drugstore. So that's what I want to paint the picture. Now, of course, there's a beautiful aroma aspect of it. You go to the Song of Solomon's and you 
read about the beautiful aroma of perfuming your bed and and there's this love aspect and then you go back to the book of exodus and god tells moses hey get this big old vat of olive oil and put hasha and myrrh and cinnamon make the anointing oil like we see essential oils over and over and over used as part of pulses and salves and and herbal remedies in the bible and all ancient literature but today because of the science of steam distillation we have something that our ancestors couldn't even fathom. So the long answer to the short question, but when you hold in your hand a bottle of lavender again, a little bottle, let's say a 15 milliliter bottle, that's literally three pounds of lavender flowers. So you got to think about that. One, one petal, if you have an herb garden like we do, one petal, one flower, one blossom is lighter than air. Imagine three pounds of it. This is highly concentrated plant-based matter. So unlike your supplements, unlike your food, unlike virtually anything else you can find on the market, nothing in the natural health space has a true of a therapeutic efficacy to change the body's physiology like essential oils. Interesting. Wow. So in 2018, you wrote what is now the number one most sold aromatherapy book in the world. Why this new book on top of that? What did you feel like you had to add? Ha! Well, two reasons. One, I was limited by literally the number of pages I could fit in the book. Right? I mean, I, I gave my publisher like a 90,000 word manuscript and they had to shave it down to 75,000 words or the binding would break. Like there was literally a binding issue. So I had a lot more to say. But also, to be very transparent, I've been growing a lot. And we'll thank God for having a couple of kids along the way and becoming a father and a provider. And, and as I really dive deep in my research, I've grown. And my work, we wear our faith and our heart and our lives on our sleeves. And, and people go through what we're going through. And really, truthfully, the reality of the whole situation was I wrote this book in quarantine. And that was an eye-opening experience for me. And so I want people to know that this book was birthed in prayer, fasting, in one of the most stressful seasons of my life and all of humanity, literally in quarantine. And so I, I see this as a gift to myself from God. I really do. And people that follow my work and they use the recipes that come from the literature, and that's something that's really important is that I'm not a practicing aromatherapist. I'm a researcher. I'm a public health researcher is what I do. I, I, you can think of me as like a literature review expert. I just have this uncool, this cool uncanny ability to read a lot of information. I'm a speed reader. I put the pieces together and then I find the commonalities and I find, oh, this makes sense, that makes sense. And so what I do, I actually have a pretty easy job in that sense. I just simply report what the researchers are finding. So a vast majority of the recipes, the remedies in my books come from the scientists because these are the people, these brilliant women and men who are consistently looking at blends and how certain chemicals work together and how oils work together and how they interact with drugs. Like these are the people, these are like the frontline researchers. And so ultimately what I found and bringing this back to quarantine is being in the situation I was revisiting health completely. I think a lot of us have, right? I mean, it's been nearly two years, just chaos, where people have revisited health like never before. And one thing that has come over and over and over again as part of the conversation are pre-existing conditions and comorbidities. And we know 
that in the context of the pandemic, we know that chronic disease, specifically obesity, put people at higher risk of contracting the virus and dying. And so, but it's not just obesity. You don't wake up tomorrow obese if you're healthy and of normal weight today. You don't wake up tomorrow with cancer if you have no cancer today. Same thing with blood pressure, same thing with blood sugar, same thing with osteoporosis, same thing with erectile dysfunction, libido, depression, substance abuse, and all the other topics I cover in the book. Chronic disease is really at the core of why we are in the situation that we're in. We know that vulnerable people are at greater risk of contracting the virus and dying. Vulnerable people are people with chronic disease. That's really the bottom line. That's why we have been affected because most people on the planet have chronic disease. Half our nation's obese. One third of all adults on the planet have fatty liver. No one's even heard of fatty liver, right? I mean, I'm talking non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Chances are you listening right now, you have it. At least there's a 33% chance you do. Wow, that's scary. So when you look at this picture as a whole, it's like this should be a wake-up call to addressing our health really from cradle to grave. Because chronic disease, by definition, starts in childhood. It's highly preventable and treatable naturally. And it takes a long time not only to develop, but to reverse. It's not something you just take a pill and you're done. So this is really a solution to why we're in the situation that we're in. And then when you look at the context of what God's given us through plants, we see, wow, there's a lot of stuff we could do. When you couple exercise, prayer, meditation, proper nutrition, when you combat symptom-based management, proper supplementation, and dare I say essential oils into your natural living protocol, it's like now your body can start to do what it needs to do to heal. It's got the option, sure. So since you're talking about a lot of specifics and you, you called out obesity specifically and that's a perfect place to start, how can essential oils benefit the process of trying to reverse like diabetes and obesity, for instance? So my question would be, what's the root cause? And that's really the premise of the entire book is, is before we can even look at libido, obesity, cancer, and all the other conditions, Parkinson's, I talk about Alzheimer's in that book. Before we can even address this, we have to find out why. So that's my question to somebody is why? Why are you in the position that you're in? And there could be a genetic component. There could be, which most of the time is some sort of unhealthy food arrangement you know, unhealthy relationship to food, um, addiction oftentimes. And so maybe there could just be a metabolic concern, right? Maybe there's thyroid dysfunction, hormone balancing. So we look at each individual component and then we start to suggest, hey, this is where you might want to approach it. But let's say, for example, and this is where essential oils have a profound effect. It kind of goes with the depression and substance abuse chapter. Um, is that why do people eat the food that they know is not good for them? And maybe you can relate right now. I've heard of the COVID-15, the COVID-20, right? How many people have gained 15, 20 pounds last year and after years? Because of you're just stuck, you're quarantined, you're in your home, you're stressy and you're comforty. So this, this is on par with substance abuse. This is on par with addiction. And one thing we have found 
if there are essential oils rich in beta-caryophyllin. Beta-caryophyllin is a chemical naturally occurring in plants that stimulates the CB2 receptors of the body of the endocannabinoid system. Well, that's a fancy way of saying these essential oils have the same effect as CBD without any sort of hint of any sort of psychotropic effects, right? This is just straight up plant chemistry. And the endocannabinoid system in the body as you know, as many people are aware of now, is, is responsible for virtually every aspect of your metabolism in life. Right. And, and we never thought about even talking about the endocannabinoid system. It's not like the nervous system. It's not like the musculoskeletal system. It's one of those systems that we really take for granted until, boom, CBD hit the market. And now everyone's like, whoa, mm -hmm. CBD is a cure for everything. Well, not necessarily. But the reality is if you can stimulate and interact with those CB2 receptors, you could help with a lot of things, and part of it is addiction and reversing the addiction cascade. So research has shown, bear with me, I'm kind of making a logical leap here, but research has shown that black pepper essential oil, which is rich in beta-caryophyllin, helps people with the withdrawals associated with nicotine cessation. Okay. Now, let's step back for a minute. Yeah. I, I'm a recovering addict. I'm, uh, God healed me. There's nothing else I could say. God literally healed me. I was addicted to drugs, narcotics. I was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. I was an alcoholic. My, my family line, both sides, mom and dad, alcoholism runs deep. I took it to another level because I was depressed. I was clinically depressed. I was hopeless. I had suicidal thoughts. So I self-medicated with street drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, sugar, sugar, sugar. I was a sugar addict. I'll tell you something. Addiction's addiction. Whether it's addiction to porn, whether it's addiction to food, whether it's addiction to technology, there's something in the brain known as the addiction cascade. It's the reward cascade. And ultimately, what I'm proposing and what I've seen happen a lot is if we could use things like essential oils, like black pepper, to help calm that addiction cascade down, essentially help stop or mitigate the severity of the withdrawals and, and the, the craving mm -hmm. for certain things, then the body can wean itself off. So whether you're weaning off of sugar, again, we're talking about obesity here, whether you're weaning off of cocaine or you're weaning off of alcohol or you're weaning off of sugar, essential oils can help. And we have shown and helped people. Now, that's pretty cool. Again, is, uh, like, why is someone overweight? Are you addicted to bad foods? Think about that. Peppermint, grapefruit, cinnamon bark, and black pepper. I'm going to give you that blend. We have a variety of different blends about cutting your cravings. We actually have a recipe in the book called Quit Sticks. It's a really cool, and again, it's really fun. It's really fun. Being an ex-smoker, I get it. There's an oral fixation, and a lot of people that are obese... Um, people that are overweight, they always have to have food in their mouth or something, right? There's that oral fixation. Imagine sucking on a toothpick, a wooden toothpick, that's saturated with essential oils. We got a recipe for that. And we've literally helped people quit smoking and get off the sugar habit with that. Because it's just subtle. It's very, very subtle. But there's also the science of lipolysis, which is fat breakdown. Research has shown that inhaling grapefruit and lime stimulates lipolysis. And that makes sense because a lot of people comfort eat when they're sad and depressed. You typically don't find people. You typically don't find people that are really happy with their lives, that are really joyful gorging. I mean, really, when you get down to it, a lot of it's a psychological issue. 
And with this mass awareness of mental health, I mean, we're at a place where all-time high burnout, overwhelm, suicide ideation, suicide rates is at an all-time high. I, I know there's conflicting research, but just look at what happened with the Olympics. The Olympics has just brought a greater awareness of just the severe, significant mental health pandemic that we're going through and how the stress of the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, has brought that out. And so when you use essential oils, which are proven antidepressants because they're rich in limonene, antidepressants can help anxiety, can help with stress, can help with panic attacks. So you can help yourself at a psychological level so you don't feel, you don't have that need, that emotional, mental need to comfort it. And I'll tell you, people that are happier have a tendency to be healthier. That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and you're mentioning CBD a number of times. So, um, is it is it possible to combine them for maybe a stronger effect? CBD plus essential oils. Oh yeah, I love CBD as a carrier oil, specifically oh, yeah. internally uh-huh. or externally for topical preparation. So, uh, hey, we haven't even talked about this. Like, hey, here's the thing now. Like, I know we just dove right deep in obesity, and we're talking about Alzheimer's and all and diabetes and stuff. There's safety precautions. Like, you you don't go to the pharmacy because you're having trouble sleeping and get a bottle of melatonin and take a handful without even looking at the instructions first, right? I want people to realize that you have to use these precious plant-based compounds wisely because you could hurt yourself. You could overdose or drug interaction. So I want to kind of maybe take a step back. So you always, always, always use a carrier oil that's a fatty vegetable oil. It could be olive oil, jojoba, it can be sweet almond, um, coconut, you know, whatever. Sesame oil. You need something to dilute the essential oil to protect your skin. And also, by the way, you save money. Because volatile, meaning that it evaporates. So if you were to put a drop of oil on your hand, you smell it within seconds because the volatile organic compounds are being emitted, be floating and touch your nose and boom, you smell it. So using CBD in your topical preparations acts as a carrier, but you also write they, com- they have a compounding effect and I believe they have a synergistic effect to help each other, but also internally. Like you just don't put oils on your skin undiluted. You never just put a drop of oil in your mouth or you put it in water. You have to properly dilute and protect your body because oils can be caustic. They could they could burn your mucous membranes in your throat, your esophagus, even create acid reflux. So if you're going to ingest oils, we have a dozen, I think about 15 capsule recipes. Capsules specifically, vegan gel capsules or enteric coated polymer coated capsules to get into the gut. You want time release capsules to hit the gut if you want to deal with. Because we have a whole chapter on IBS and, and inflammatory bowel. So that's where CBD works too, because we you want to dilute and you want to have a carrier in your capsules as well. So long and the short of it is CBD does a great job for a lot of different things, but when you use them with essential oils, you can have a wonderful synergistic effect. That's awesome, yeah. And so a lot of my patients also struggle with the one-two punch of fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. Let's talk about that. How do essential oils kind of um, help with those kinds of conditions? Well... There's something to realize, and and I know you know this, most people don't, is the conflicting diagnosis. And this is the problem with fibro, is fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue have virtually the same symptoms. Um, Fever, sore throat, 
painful lymph nodes, discomfort, headaches, sleeping issues, aches and pains, fatigue, forgetfulness. So what happens is when you go to the doctor, typically, you will be misdiagnosed or because of some of the mental health issues, they'll just diagnose you with depression. And so you got to really make sure you know what you're dealing with first. I mean, that's really important. I can't stress the importance of proper diagnosis. But because of the commonality of even an infection, a viral component, because some people say it's the Epstein-Barr virus, other people say, well, what's the cause of this? And, and they're elusive. You, you can't prove chronic, chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia exists. That's the other problem. Yeah. It's, right? It's like depression. Right. How do you prove stress? It's not like cancer. There's no empirical, objective measure. There's no blood pressure to look at. There's no blood sugar. You can't, te you can't test cancer cells. Mm -hmm. Think about that. So, again, this gets to the heart of, of what it is that we're dealing with. And I want to stress the importance of using essential oils for symptom-based management. So, for example, whether it's fatigue or fibromyalgia, what are your symptoms? And typically, they're very the same. So let me throw a couple things at you, right? Morning stiffness is a pretty common thing with both conditions. These oils work great for a topical. You could create a roller bottle. Again, recipes are in the book. You can do a, you know, like a body oil type of moisturizer after your shower. But German chamomile, ginger, lavender, peppermint are all wonderfully anti-inflammatory, soothing for the muscles, soothing for the joints that could help. Many of these people that suffer with these conditions have uh, sleep disturbances. That's where lavender, Roman chamomile, vetiver comes into play, diffusing those oils in your diffuser, creating spritzers, having a nice warm detox bath. We love baths, by the way. We think they're a wonderful way of just decompressing getting away from it all for just maybe 30 minutes, give yourself a little spa time. Headaches. A lot of folks in, with these conditions deal with headaches. That's where copaiba, eucalyptus, laurel leaf comes into play. Copaiba is one of those um, beta caryophyllin rich oils, like I mentioned, that stimulate those CB2 receptors. So again, that's kind of going back to CBD. Um, problems thinking, memory, brain fog, cedar wood, um, frankincense, myrrh, any of the woodsy oils, by the way, have been shown to help. That's why going out, how many of you, by the way, maybe digress a minute, but how important is it to go outside in nature? And people that forest bathe, which literally means just being out in nature. I've never I mean, heard that. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have you ever heard that term before? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Hey, no joke. I'm going to be, I'm going to give a uh, shameless plug um, to a great book. Um, Dr. Oh, what is it? I, escapes me. I believe the book is usually in front of me. Win Lee, I believe his name is. Go on Amazon, type up forest bathing. Um, okay. The, one of the key researchers in Japan. So long and short of it, and this is why I actually, I kickstart the whole book in the introduction with a discussion on forest bathing. And early on in the pandemic, there were medical doctors saying, hold on a second here. If we don't go outside, it's going to affect us. We already spend 93% of our time indoors anyway. With the pandemic, we're close to 99 to 100% of our time, people around the world. People right now during this talk are literally quarantined. Right now, in Australia, China, and other countries, they're not getting, not just fresh air, they're not getting what they need by being outside. And so what medical doctors were doing, they were saying, look, we got to go outside, and that's where first thing, I was first introduced to horse bathing during the quarantine. And so what it is, 
It's a Japanese practice that's actually part of their healthcare system. There are dozens of forest bathing centers where around in Japan where they walk you through just guided meditation, but being outside with no purpose other than just being. No technology, no exercise, nothing. They have pre and post healthcare evaluation. They have healthcare practitioners in these forest bathing centers. And look, you know what? They, they do an evaluation, they do a health history, and they recommend what to do, and they walk you through. Bottom line is this being outside in nature, whether you're an evolutionarist or whether you're a creationist like I am, we've spent most of our time, historically, our ancestors outside. That's how God designed us. And when you're outside, especially in a densely wooded area, you're getting the volatile organic compounds from the plants. So when you walk into a forest and you're smelling that cornucopia of aroma, those are the essential oils. And the research has shown those essential oils, specifically the tree oils, the frankincense, the myrrh, going back to the Christ child story, right? The magi. Cypress, that's another biblical oil. Going to sandalwood, cedarwood, so many woodsy oils, pine, spruce, Douglas fir. These oils help not only with mental stimulation, focus, clarity, reduce stress and anxiety, but research has shown that inhaling these oils, these the just by being outside helps stimulate your immune function. So it boosts your natural killer cell production. Natural killer cell, by the way, are the immune function that kills cancer. So what researchers were saying, and this is it, and i gotta, I got to play angel advocate here. This is the truth. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, and we eat angel eggs, by the way. We, we don't give the devil, and we love angel eggs. We don't give the devil any, any leeway. My, my wife makes the best angel eggs. So here's the thing. Research has shown that using the essential oil of the tree, like the pine, the cypress, right? Follow with me here. Extracting the oil from the tree, diffusing them in your room, in your house, will stimulate natural killer cell production, boost your immunity, help with your mental health awareness, create peace and calm. But guess what? Not as profoundly as being outside. Being outside is best. Using essential oils is second best. I'll be the first person in the world to tell you that. The problem is, who can spend all the time outside? The problem is, people are stuck indoors. They're working, they're quarantined, they're freaked out, they don't want to leave, they're just, in general, inside. And you're breathing in this toxic air. Your air in your home is a hundred times more toxic than outside. Why? What do you look? Just look. Look right now where you're at. Look at the walls. Look at the carpet. Look at the paint. Look at the building materials. Look at the aerosols. Look at the poo-poo sprays. That's just fake smell. Fake volatile organic compounds that are the bad volatile organic compounds that are stimulating neurological inflammation. This is why we have such a high rate of autism, allergies, ADHD, learning disabilities, Alzheimer's, and even autoimmunity and cancer. I kid you not. These fake smells, artificial fragrances, you go outside, there's nothing like it. So when I'm proposing you, and my whole ministry now, our whole business is based off of second best. Really, essential oils are second best. And if I could help you maximize that, maybe you'll go outside a little bit more. And there's nothing better on the planet for anyone right now than to go outside, go into a forest, get some fresh air, and enjoy. Get away from your phone, allow your mind 
your soul, your spirit to rest. Go back to the Psalms. Read the Bible. Just, you know, sitting by streams of living water. Like the, the references of resting in God's nature, God's creation over and over again. Bring life and healing to the soul and the body. Absolutely. That's awesome. So um, what would you say, I mean, after all of that description, you kind of just told me, but is your favorite use for essential oils trying to mimic that second best environment then? Or do you have another yes. favorite that is? Okay, I love yes, that. And, yes, and, and yes, and yes, 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 for, for sure. sure. But what I really, that's that's my, my secondary, my primary use of essential oils is they are the solution. Trust me, because this is a fact. They are the solution to the toxicity problem. So let's scale back a minute. There are millions and millions and millions of just gallons, right? Vats of olive oil. I'm sorry, vats of essential oils being manufactured around the world. Just think in terms of just a lot of different essential oils from all kinds of different countries being sold. Half. 50% 50% of all the oils manufactured on the planet, they're used by the food and flavor industry. Right? What do you think flavors your soda pop? Your favorite foods. They're either essential oil-based or synthetic. That's where artificial flavoring comes in or flavoring. Just look it up. Go to the FDA website, type up flavoring. Natural flavoring versus artificial flavoring. Food and flavor, first of all. Secondary is your cleaning products. What do you think makes your cleaning products a smell or work? What do you think Goo Gone is? You can have the same effect by using lemon oil instead of using some chemical. The problem are these chemical manufacturers. They synthetically make and mimic the essential oil. And that is what causes the problem. They're not using real essential oil. They're not using the real stuff that I use for healing. They get the essential oil. They manufacture it, they adulterate it, they synthetically mimic it, and you, they're put in a situation where it's actually causing a neurological insult on the body. And when you go down the line, only a small fraction of essential oils are actually used by people like me and you. So what I'm proposing, and I, I didn't even mention body here, what I'm proposing is anything in your life that has a smell, an aroma to it, it's either real or it's fake. And I would strongly, strongly encourage, and if anyone's looking at one thing they could do, is start to one by one by one, replace the fake with the real. And there's nothing more dangerous, and that is the answer to your question, is you go to my home, whether it's our soap, our hand sanitizers, our detergents, whether it's our cleaning products, we either make our own, or we use an essential oil base, even the poo-poo spray on our toilet. You choose. What do you want? You're not going to find a wallflower plug-in in my home anymore like we had it 15, 20 years ago. That is bad stuff. Bad, bad stuff for the brain, for the body, for the soul, for the spirit. I mean, that's toxic. So to answer your question, we use essential oils like everyone else does in the fake way. We just use them in the real way. And that includes the medicine cabinet. That includes our first aid kit. That includes virtually every aspect of life. And I never realized, I really did, I was so ignorant of the pervasive, ubiquitous nature of essential oils. They're everywhere. I mean, people say, well, how can you 
the number one criticism I get online by my colleagues and aromatherapists is how can I recommend ingesting essential oils? Again, you're ingesting them all day long. You're, it's all about dosing. Culinary dose is just a microscopic amount. I'm just taking it one step further to a therapeutic medicinal dose. But we're all ingesting essential oils throughout the day, right? So why not add a drop of cilantro? Just one. Just one. Why not add a drop of cilantro and lime because they're rich in antioxidants, which I wish I should have said that half an hour ago. These oils are some of the most antioxidant-rich compounds on the planet. Like nothing. Nothing can compare to them. And the ORAC scale, O-R-A-C, the antioxidant value, wild blueberries, anywhere from, what, five to 10,000 ORAC points. Clove oil is a million. A million. You cannot get such potent antioxidant immune-boosting properties anywhere. So why not add a drop of cilantro and lime to your guacamole? It tastes a lot better. It gives you a nice culinary punch. And that's my lifestyle. So what we want to do and this, this might blow people's mind, is I don't want people to use essential oils because they have to. I want them to use them because they want to. And I'm not that kind of practitioner or educator or doctor or researcher who wants you to be on essential oils the rest of your life. I don't want to have you have to take a supplement to balance your blood sugar. I want your body to heal. So you'll never have to do anything again for blood sugar. I don't personally take anything for blood pressure. I don't have a problem. I don't take anything for blood sugar. I don't have a problem. But I use things because I know they're helping. And ultimately, going back to what they really are, the, the medical literature refers to essential oils as harmonizers. Because they're extracted from adaptogenic herbs and plants, they help your body heal. That's a different concept. You give your body what your body needs to restore itself. It's a self-healing mechanism. And essential oils, because of the antioxidant load, the anti-inflammatory properties, they give your body what your body needs to restore itself. This is so beyond what any man or woman can invent. It's only from God. It's wonderful. Yep, absolutely. I love that he's given us so many different modalities that we can use in order to restore the balance that he originally intended for us to have. This sounds like an awesome one. Uh, so where can listeners find you and find your book online? Oh, well, thanks. First, thanks again for having me on the show. This has been wonderful. Love sharing this with our brothers and sisters in Christ. I have a large database of free recipes and articles that people can go on naturallivingfamily.com. And if someone's really looking at diving deeper into essential oils, the essential oils apothecary is available everywhere books are sold. And my wife and I created a really sweet little gift package for people that buy the book. We, we filmed six hours of masterclass type of demo videos where we show you how to make recipes of the book. We have recipe cards and PDFs. And just buy the book and you, we'll give you that gift. Go to eoapothecary.com. Awesome. Okay, so I will link in the show notes to all of those resources. And again, thank you so much, Dr. Zielinski, for all your time and expertise. Really appreciate everything you shared. Awesome. God bless. Thank you. I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of Christian Natural Health, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked offers at-home finger prick testing for thyroid testing, including TSH, free T3, and free T4. These are the tests that I routinely run for thyroid screening, as well as to make sure current thyroid treatment is correct. If you're not sure if thyroid is a problem, you might consider running these if you're struggling with fatigue, particularly if you have a hard time getting out of bed despite a good night's sleep. Constipation, dry skin, or hair loss is some of the most common symptoms of hypothyroidism. You can order tests for all three, no doctor's order 
required at trylgc.com slash CNH thyroid. You'll get a package containing lancets for your finger and a test tube for collection of a small amount of blood and a prepaid label to ship it back. Once you receive the results, if you have any questions, you can speak to a nurse practitioner on their team. Again, that link is trylgc.com slash CNH thyroid and enter coupon code CNH20 for 20% off your order. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.